0: Good morning, church. Hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. Yes, (laughs) that's what I like to hear. I got to spend some time with my family, and we had a wonderful weekend. And that really is the whole experience, right? Christmas weekend, we get to wait for exciting things. Can you get me to my first slide, please? Thank you. So we are continuing our Seeing Jesus Through the Eyes of series. And here in a little bit, I'll tell you who we're seeing Jesus through the eyes of. But first, let's talk about Christmas. That is the experience of the holiday weekend, the joy, the excitement. Were there any kids in here who had trouble sleeping? Any adults in here that had trouble sleeping? I think the person who was most excited for Christmas at at my parents' house was my dad. My dad loves Christmas. Christmas, his excitement, his joy at watching my kids open their Christmas presents is through the roof. It is as high as you can get. And some of you may have felt like Christmas has taken forever to get here, and now the day after, it's over. Just like that, 24 hours, it just snapped right by. And so we get to celebrate, see family, celebrate the birth of Jesus, we get to have a great time at Christmas. Christmas. Unfortunately, that's not everybody, right? Some people are missing loved ones for the very first time this holiday season. Some of us have not great experiences of Christmas as a child. Your Christmas as a child was maybe filled with coal and not lots of fun things. And so there are these two kind of um, opposites when it comes to Christmas. Some people, maybe, maybe even most people, have wonderful joy and excitement, and others may just despise and and dislike the holiday season. So let's, first let's talk about the excitement, the joy, the waiting. So when you're a kid, there are lots of things to wait for, right? There's holidays, there's birthdays. Our house, if we tell the kids we're going to the zoo, they are so excited and it's like, when are we going to the zoo? How many days until we're going to the zoo? We're going to the zoo on Saturday, and today's, what day is today? Monday? That's one, two, three. Oh, that's too many days. Can we go tomorrow? Right? There's there's this excitement of going to the zoo. There's a, in our house. We're also waiting on a new baby. Uh, my four year old keeps asking, "Can baby Esri come out now?" And it's like, "No, no, she can't come out now. <laughs> she she needs to wait just a little bit longer." And that is our experience as we grow up. Right? We wait for holidays. We wait for birthdays. Some of some of you that are. Getting into your teens, you may be waiting for that first boyfriend, that first girlfriend, right? That's an exciting time to meet someone that you think you really like, right? Then you wait for graduation, and then going to college, and then graduating again. Then getting married, getting that first full-time job, that's an exciting thing, right? How many of you remember getting your first... Full-time job and thinking, look at this! I make so much money. I was making like three dollars an hour at Burger King, and now look, I got a full-time job, and that's so so exciting. And then uh, buying your first house—that's an exciting moment, right? All the way up to having your own kids, and then you get to watch those milestones happen again. You get to watch your kids take their first steps, you know, eat their first solid food, and you get to watch your milestones happen for your kids. And eventually, as you become a full-grown adult, you've got a family, or maybe you decided not to have a family, and you're, you're excited for big vacations. How many of you are excited to retire? Anybody ready to, ready to retire and, <laughs> and totally be done, right? And then you get to watch your kids have kids. And there's, life is full of fun, exciting events. And so we're going to continue our Christmas story to after Jesus is born, right? That was yesterday. So let's move on, and we're going to go to one of these joyful moments in Joseph and Mary's life. And so we're going to start right here. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. This is a moment in Joseph and Mary's life that they have been waiting for. They knew they were having a boy. They've known they're having a boy since the very beginning. And this is part of the law of the land. This is what they have to do. So they are excited and they are waiting for this moment. To their surprise, there was another man who saw Jesus, and his name was Simeon, and he was also waiting for this moment, and this is a moment of true advent, of true expectant waiting. Simeon is so excited for this moment, and nobody even knew that he was waiting for this moment, so let's see. There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, and I'm going to steal Richie's words from last week to say Righteous people make right decisions. So Simeon is making a right decision in this moment. And he was waiting for the consolation, the comfort, the relief, the soothing, the restoration of Israel. He was waiting for God. And the Holy Spirit was on him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Can you imagine... Being told that you would see the Lord's Messiah. You would see the restoration of your people before you die. What does that even feel like? What kind of joy and excitement and waiting is that? I was trying to come up with a a story for you guys. I was trying to come up with something that could maybe compare to this feeling. And the only thing that I could think of was this day. As I sat in a room, and that's me and my mom, I know, I, I was really young when I got married, um, and I can remember this day. While today I wait on traffic lights, Amazon packages, and Friday bike rides, none of that compares to this day right here where I was waiting to get married to my beautiful bride. There was anticipation. I can remember going and picking up my suit, I rented a suit. It happens. I think that a lot of people do that. And I was waiting with my groomsmen in this small room. My mom came in. She, she pinned on uh, my little flower. I forget what they're called, but corsage or something like that. Veneer. Yeah, some, I don't know. She, she pinned on something. I was waiting with my groomsmen. Um was, you know, that's us. We were waiting. We sat in that little room for what felt like forever. Uh, they came and got me and said, hey, we're going to take a picture. And they stuck us behind a door. Uh, This moment was terrifying and exciting and I couldn't see her. I I didn't know. We prayed together and I was just just full of anticipation and excitement. And eventually we got to get married and finish that day. And this is the closest thing I could come up with to the feeling of anticipation that Simeon might have felt. And here in a minute we're going to go to What he may feel in a minute, but so in three days, I get to celebrate my ninth anniversary with my wife, and this is my lovely family, I I love Asher's face in this picture here, and this is maybe the feeling that Simeon felt after he saw Jesus, the feeling of promises come true, of the hope of this day, the hope of this day on what it might lead to, on what might come of this day to what it is now that is goofy and fun And a blast. So let's let's see what Simeon did. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what is the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light Simeon's anticipation and excitement and joy, and who knows how long he had to sit and wait for this moment. It doesn't tell us how long that the Holy Spirit was on him and that he waited for God to deliver a promise that he would see the Lord's Messiah. And when he does, it is that feeling of relief, of gratitude, of promises come true of joy come true, excitement come true, the glory of God come before his eyes. And this is how Simeon saw Jesus. Through his eyes were promises kept. Through his eyes was excitement in what the Lord was doing in the land of Israel and the joy in the great things to come. And yet at the same time, not too far from where they were, there was another man who had the exact opposite feelings. Let's move on to Luke. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem from, uh, in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found from them the exact time the star had appeared not in the sky. And he went from Bethlehem. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. King Herod hears of Jesus, who is the Messiah, the King of the Jews. And his first thought is, oh no my power, my rule, my, my, I am threatened, I'm alarmed, troubled, and his first reaction is to lie because his intentions are not pure, and we know his intentions are not pure because he is troubled and alarmed and doesn't want to go worship this new king, and so he lies to the wise men he lies to the magi and says go find him let me know where he is and i i will go and worship him and we know for a fact this is a lie because of what comes next when herod realized that he'd been outwitted by the magi the magi had been given a dream they'd been told not to return to herod he was furious And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. So like Simeon, he waited. And he waited and he waited. And for two years, he waited for the Magi to travel, to see Jesus, and to return to him so that he could find out exactly where he is so that he could kill him. Because to Herod, Jesus was nothing but a threat. He was a disruption. He was outside of Herod's agenda. There were expectations of what Jesus might do to Herod, what Jesus might do to Herod's rule, what Jesus could potentially mean for his kingdom or for what he thought was his kingdom. Herod fears Jesus. He fears what Jesus could mean for his life. He fears how Jesus could change everything he knew. And so we have these two different people who waited. We don't necessarily know how long Simeon waited, but we do know how long Herod waited. We know that he waited for two years. And one of them saw Jesus as excitement as joy, as glory, as the promises kept by God. And then there's Herod, who hears, he brings all the chief priests in, he hears the prophecy that a ruler would be born in Bethlehem, and his reaction is fear. His reaction is the exact opposite of Simeon's. It's not excitement, it's distrust, it's anger, it's what if, what could Jesus do to me that would hurt my life, that would hurt what I'm about, that would change the things that I don't want to change? And so, church Christmas is over. The new year starts in just a few days, and you have a choice. You've heard from Bruce and Richie and Thurman, and now me, that All these different people saw Jesus in a different light. And you, as you enter this new year, you have a choice to make on how you are going to see Jesus. Is Jesus the promises that God has offered? Is Jesus the excitement of a life with God? Or is Jesus a threat to the way you live? Is Jesus a threat to your expectations on what you want to happen. And that's your choice. You can choose to be restored and rejoiced by Jesus' coming, or you can choose to destroy what's around you in fear of what Jesus might do to your life. You have a choice to make every single day of your life. And I pray that you choose to see Jesus the way that Simeon saw Jesus. If you would like to choose Jesus today in baptism, if you are in need of prayers, our shepherds are available around the building, and we are so thankful that you were able to join us today. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, and I hope this next year you choose Jesus.